Uh, talking about quarterbacks, I, we're going to talk about Aaron Rodgers here. Aaron Rodgers came out this week and made comments um, about wide receivers and about workload and about effort. Um, Colm, I have to say, it, it surprised me because this is the man that gave off for years about who was around him, the team. Then he put, threw the toys out of the pram, got his big contract. Two hours later, somebody else got a big move and took the limelight off him. And I think since then, he's been just sort of, you know, like, do you not think, like, at the minute, especially when you have a real young set wide receiver core, why would you come out of a common like that? Do you not think it's just a bit like, come on, man, no? Um, I, I suppose different people are going to see it maybe as as motivational a way to, you know, get them to up their their game. Aaron Rodgers has had an interesting few years. Um, obviously, he was very annoyed by the Jordan Love pick, right? Um, but the thing about that is that Aaron Rodgers has been sensational in the regular season ever since the Jordan Love pick. So annoying him has actually gone to their favor. He's, he's averaging, I think, almost 70%. Uh, and uh, he has 85 touchdowns and nine interceptions. I mean, absolutely sensational stuff until they get to the playoffs. And, and there's the, the big question mark. I mean, they'll lose last year 13-10. Um, the, the defense... Did, did their job. They didn't give up a, a touchdown and, and yet they couldn't go and do it. I'd say he's smarting a, a little bit from that. He's obviously had his ayahuasca moment in the uh, in the offseason. He's got his new tattoo. He's got his new contract. He's, you know, new, newly single again, right? Um, so it's been... Shanine Woodley broke up. They were... A, a summer, was, it, was that last summer, column? The summer of Rogers in Hawaii. Well, do you remember that? Yes, yes, and the, remember the, the all, all it was like the Premier League rumors about uh, she had bought a house potentially in Colorado and all all this sort of stuff. I I don't think maybe doing it so publicly is the way to go about it. We have seen um, Tom Brady and Peyton Manning um, both take out their frustrations on young receivers at at times, but generally not in front of the the press like that. So. It's it's a little surprising, and but I, I imagine he might be, you know, their their wide receiver room isn't good. Okay, that that is the the reality, and there are certainly questions at tight end there as well. And David Bakhtiari, who is one of the best tackles in the game, is still suffering from knee injuries. So maybe there's you know a little bit of concern and annoyance at all of those things that he didn't get maybe what he wanted in the draft but i am sure uh, aaron rodgers will be um, will be good to go week 1 but again it's like the joe flacco thing when he was asked about mentoring we've seen it with ryan Tannehill. i don't know what good comes from going out in public and um, being so openly critical brian Alan Lazard, Sammy Watkins, Randall Cobb, Christian Watson, Romeo Dobbs, Amari Rogers, and there's six other ones there. What's his problem? He got a huge contract. He can't afford to be going out and giving someone 100 million like Devante like the Adams. So what, what's the issue? Uh, well, what's the issue? So if you look at the ones who are the seasoned veterans, and despite the fact that he said, so as part of this thing, you, you know, if you really read into what he said, he also went on and said he has a, a certain trust element with other players such as Sammy Watkins, so he's been praising Sammy Watkins, and then he also comments on how he's got a uh, great relationship with Cobb and he trusts Cobb. 
But the other guys are, are raw and they're fresh and he doesn't, he hasn't got a, a relationship built. And that's the issue. That is, but many good see. teams have that every year. Like top quarterbacks have that issue every year. Uh, from the top of my head, Peyton Manning had to go into Denver and learn a whole new offense, never mind wide receivers. Russell Wilson's doing that right now. Um, I mean, David Carr is going to have to learn to play with Devontae Adams again. You know, it's yeah, just, no, to, it seems as if maybe he's just finding ways to already find ways to excuse stuff because he's in an easy enough division, in my opinion. And okay, if he wins some of those games, grand, but when push comes to shove towards the end of Christmas and we get into January, is he going to start blaming Dives and Watson? It just seems a bit cheap, to be honest with you. Well, there's a couple of things, right? So you said earlier on about the fact that the day in which he got the contract within two to three hours, the Russell Wilson trade, probably even less than even maybe an hour, the Russell Wilson trade was announced. Uh, I don't think that would have really concerned him because he had no concerns about going to Denver. He was more keen to say, I think the one that really rattled him, and he can come out and Packers fans will come out and say he knew that about Devontae Adams' trade. Don't believe it. In a million years, he didn't know that trade was coming. If you look and argue, toss, you know, he... He then, so that's immediately for me is, you know, he's disappointed with that situation. He's come out and use a common, it's comments. Like he's suggesting, you know, if the players don't start catching the ball, they won't be on the field. So straight away, to me, I'm asking, has he got that much of a grip on the, on the, the, on the franchise? Like last year, he was much better in terms of relationship with the GM and the ownership. But the year before that, when, he, when it was more about him leaving, by all accounts, the relationship had broken down completely. But it still seems like he has... The running of the organization when he can come out with a comment like ultimately it's down to the head coach and the offense coordinator you would think who's on the field and i, I understand there's a, a unison there that he's going to turn around and say i don't trust him to be on the field but it is camp these guys are dropping balls and he started questioning about whether some of them are doing enough study in the background i mean it's just antagonizing people antagonizing. It, it's antagonizing fans of every other team i'm not sure whether packers fans will, will listen to it anymore i think they're just used to the way rogers Goes on. I also think there's a little bit of a reputation thing here. Like Collins alluded to Brady and, pa- and Manning not being so, you know, I suppose, coming out publicly and, and saying things. But I think if they, if they did, I still don't think they would get the, the I wouldn't say the scrutiny, but the kind of ill feeling that this is caused already by, by certain people in the media. So I think just gradually over the last couple of years, he said the wrong thing at the wrong time. We had to think about the COVID situation and he was, let's be honest, he was on the hand of how he managed that situation. So I just think people are getting very fed up with him and they're quick to jump on any opportunity to go at him and here's another one. Um, but again, let's let's flip it. Like this could motivate the player. This could motivate these young players to prove themselves. So there is a part of him that says he, he's, he's got an narrative, he's got an angle here that's going to work in his favour in the long run because these players will come out and play and will prove themselves to him and he'll, he'll say, sure, I was only doing that to give you to kick up the arse that you needed. So I think the proof is in the pudding come week one when they go to Minnesota because these, these rookies are could be good, and the younger players could be good, but will they have the same production that he had with Devontae Adams? Is Sammy Watkins really Sammy Watkins really the answer in the long run? Because he was talking in his presser a couple of months ago how he felt he was near the end of his career and he was going to retire and just re-energize himself in terms of going to Green Bay. So, what about Buffalo? Buffalo can turn. I mean, Josh Allen makes a mid to average wide receiver look world-class they've lost Cole Beasley and everyone still say they're the, everyone saying they're the complete team in the NFL lads so uh, Cole, if Cole Beasley no oh. but I'm saying so he he would have been in my opinion one of their premier targets last year okay I, I really liked him as a player I thought he worked well on that offense they've lost him 
right? And they're still saying that Josh Allen can take an average wide receiver and take him up a notch. There's no, I mean, maybe Aaron Rodgers is just. I, I would I, I would push back on that, Michael, because I would say they've lost him because they've they've recognised that they can get better players, and they brought in James Crowder from the Jets, who was the Jets have been average. He's been a kind of a standout player for them, so he'll take that. He'll take that opportunity. There's other players there, like. Gabe Davis, four touchdowns in the playoff game. He's stepped up last year. You obviously got Diggs. You've got they're very tight end heavy. They probably don't see the need to keep Cobb easy around. But yeah, I, I get your point there. And, so, and so, Sammy's been around. Sammy's been in those situations. I think Valdez Scotland and Alan Lazard are. I, I don't see where. I, I actually watched the video of Rogers two or three times and was like, did he literally just say that? And I know he wasn't talking about them. He was talking about the younger lads, but. Jesus, I just don't think that's the way to go about it, like personally. But, but your luck. So Valdez has gone to the has gone to the Chiefs. That's another one. All oh, right, enough, yeah. My yeah, bad. So like he not only has he lost Devontae Allen, he's lost him um the tight end who Torin, is that how we pronounce it? He had a really good foot season. Yeah, he had a really good season two years ago. He was out for the majority of last season with injuries. You have to see how he's gonna come back. We've seen before players have hit the ground running, some have taken time to settle back in. So I think there's a lot of Question marks right now on the on the Packers offense, and people say you're mad, but there has to be a drop off. You can't have production levels of time. He's had with Devontae Allen and expect to share the load with all these parents and get the same results. So, be interesting to see how this plays out. Shout out to Marquez Valdez Scantling. Apologies, I had a joke the other day with someone about remember back in the day, lads used to have to pay like a pound or a punt or a euro to get the numbers in the back of your jersey. Imagine that. Valdez Scantling. Colin, I'm conscious that you haven't spoken in about three hours here. Let's go to the next topic. Uh, preseason. Was there anything to to jump out from you from last week's games? Preseason's back tonight. I think the Bears are playing. Might stay up and watch that. Um, I'm not set up to watch that. But Malik Willis, lads. Uh, Colin, I had like Tim Tebow-esque vibes. Do you know why? Because he could run. He was doing stuff he shouldn't have been doing, and it was fun to watch. Like it's that's that's where it stops. But um, enjoyed that. I I don't get the whole. I, I don't know if he's the like. I mean, we're obviously not going to know if he's the answer, but it, it'll be interesting to see. And one final thing before I give you the mic. Oh, uh, the Vikings head coach Kevin Kevin O'Connell, yeah, or Kevin O'Donnell. Kevin, Kevin O'Connell. Kevin right, O'Connell. Okay. C for Cork, Kevin O'Connell. Kevin O'Connell's offense, while it wasn't Kirk Cousins, it was was it Callum Mon, the quarterback. You can see the potential there, and you can see what the Vikings are trying to do. And maybe that's why Aaron Rodgers is sweating Colin, because he can see the Vikings are even. No, but think about it. But bar the Chicago Bears, the Lions and the Vikings are going up, albeit very slowly, like an old person going up a lift. They're going up, and it just seems that maybe Aaron is uh, realizing. Jesus, I should have went to Denver when I had the chance. Uh, I have a feeling he, they'll be okay. What, what I would say, uh, a couple of things spring to mind from the last one. Um, yeah, remember Jan Venigor of Hesselink? Uh, what a name that was on the back of a jersey. Uh, and also, if there are people out there who haven't um, heard Pat McAfee tell the Austin Collie story about the time when he tried to catch the ball one-handed and Peyton Manning sent him to the sideline and Jim Caldwell said, you're in, and Peyton just shook his head. Um, go and watch that. It's on YouTube, and uh, it is uh, well well worth your time. 
you know, you know my my feelings on on preseason to to an extent. It's it's about guys, I suppose, more on the bubble, um, kind of really showing uh, and what they can do rather than starters. And I go back to Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson looked great in preseason last year and and was really disappointing during the the season itself. So. Um, and the the Ravens are are what 20, 21 games they've won um in in a, in a preseason row. champs preseason champs um I wonder can can they uh keep uh, that that one going that will uh that will be interesting I I think to to see um to to me I suppose that what did maybe jump out a little bit um was Kenny Pickett um because the the biggest concern like we've there have been concerns around the QBs and the Steelers all off season and we've heard things haven't gone well in camp um that especially in the red zone and and things like that and the biggest worry about Kenny Pickett was his time to throw he t- generally took a long time and you get shorter and shorter amounts of time when you are in the NFL. And um, obviously the Steelers last year had Big Ben and getting rid of the ball, he, you know, the, the quickest release in the entire league. Kenny Pickett showed last week that he has, he's progressed, right? That's not to say he's a franchise QB. That's not to say he's the starter, but he took a big step. Uh, he showed that he can get rid of the ball quickly. And that will certainly, I think, be pleasing to Mike Tomlin. So if I, Mitch Trubisky, to me, at this point, now things can change. We saw Mac Jones last uh, year kind of take a, a handle and become QB1, really in kind of the second week of um, the preseason game. So it is possible. As we sit here today, Mitchell T looks like he's QB1. But if he doesn't perform, I don't think Mike Tomlin would hesitate in um, changing it up. He said after they drafted uh, Kenny Pickett, he said it's a competitive business. They have to understand that. So I wouldn't be at all surprised. There's a comment here from uh, Chris O'Brien at Connemara something. Sorry, Chris, my eyesight's like that of a 90-year-old. He wanted to mention Kenny Pickett's small hands as well. Note to everyone watching Column and people listening on the podcast again, I apologize. I've got very small hands. Yeah, so I, I, you know what? I've got the background now. I can give you an example. So. We have noticed that in the past, Michael. Jeez. And, and that's, only, that's only a rubber ball, is it? I'm going to get a big, uh, like a picture of Brian and Column's faces. We're going to put them on the ball and put it in behind here. Um, Brian, anything stand out to you? Because I know you were watching preseason like a child last week, watching that Giants game. Oh, that yeah. must have been tough to watch. Jesus, I mean, how, how did you watch that? Who's the backup quarterback, Tyrod Taylor? Did he get yeah. the most reps? Or he did. Yeah. Well, he, it was a mixed bag. Um, and the Giants team. won. Ah, oh, but come on, preseason counts for nothing. Brian, that's that's a big win. That's one and Look, the the fourth team has played two drives. Essentially, that's what most teams did. Some teams didn't even play any players. Um, you want a player for me more so more so than any particular storyline. Travis Etienne. So he missed last year for the Jags. He was drafted from Clemson. Trevor Lawrence was drafted from Clemson. They spoke at the time about it was going to be great having two players there with the same have already had a relationship. You could see it last weekend. I know again they've only played a couple of drives together, but Lawrence looked really efficient with the first teamers out there. Travis Etienne, you could see why they were so keen to get him and they moved back up in the first round to get him that year. He's explosive, and if he's if he 
Callum Shower same production that he did in college before obviously getting the season ending injury in the camp last year. I think the Jags are onto something. Quite a few players coming back this season that missed their rookie years. I think the Patriots have a few as well. So he was really impressive. And I can see exactly what he went from. And then Robinson there running back has been declared, I believe, is going to be fifth for the season as well. So they'll have a two player punch there. The Jags might surprise a few people this year. We've we've some great content on the season preview show and I think you even might have suggested Michael the Broncos might be in for a tough game in, in Wembley against them. But I am excited. Yeah, I'll joke. Yeah, I mean, him. just whenever you've got that rendered and recorded, can you get that over and I'll put it on YouTube oh, yeah, this week? Yeah, yeah. I've been working around. Please, yeah. please do. Brian, but, folks, is in full ultra HD on that episode. Oh, and yeah, you're, yeah. you're, you're going to love his kitchen. It's uh, it's it's beautiful. My, my holiday color is still here in, in ultra HD. <laughs> no, I'll joke aside. Look, I, I'm excited. I actually genuinely am excited to see what this Jags team is this year they spent a lot of money in free agency they got a lot of criticism now overpaying on players but look they had all the cash space they've got and done it they brought in about on a serious note like their offense has completely changed i mean they've changed on the offensive line they've brought in tight ends they brought in four or five wide receivers we should be seeing a much better team and even defensively they, like they, their picks in the first round they traded back up in the first round to get a defense player Tra- trayvon walker everybody's raving about him so far so it's been a tough few years for Jags fans, but I think, I think we might see a surprising team this year. The only way is up. For everyone watching this show tonight, especially on YouTube, for example, if you want to ask us an NFL season-related question, uh, please fire it in the comments, and we'll take four or five towards the end of the show in about 10 minutes, and we'll try and answer them to the best of our ability. If you're on Twitter, I will try and look at them here, but I've only got two eyes, and I'm trying my best to produce a show and do this as well. Go to YouTube type in Irish NFL show or type in Brian O'Leary and I'm sure it'll pop up live or something like that. I put Brian in all the tags so it should work. Um, yeah, lads, the only game that I actually watched fully um, was the Vikings-Raiders game last Sunday night instead of the golf, which was a great decision, clearly, because it went viral. Um, but the... I mean, I watched a few... I watched, like, the first and second quarter of that Jets game. I watched the first quarter of the 49ers-Green Bay game. I'm just going to publicly say this. Um, I think it's great that we've got preseason football on TV in Ireland and in the UK as well, especially in that sort of zone for TV. I, it should have happened a very, very long time ago, and I'm glad it is, and I'm sure it'll continue like that from the way it's going forward because there was seven or eight games on German TV last weekend across the whole weekend. So if it's preseason or not, it should be on television if it's a matter of clicking the button. So thanks to everyone for doing that. Um, so yeah, so fire some questions in below and we will get to that in a minute. Um, the next point to talk about tonight uh, is Jim 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 Ursa. He's apparently got aggressive words on his expectations for the team. I mean, if they turn up and score a touchdown or two against the Jaguars, I mean, that could be an improvement. I'm joking. Um, what's the... Brian, do you, Brian, I think you want to go first there, do you? Yeah, no, he's he come out this week and look, we know like, for any really keen NFL fan, we kind of know what he's like, you know, we saw how outspoken he was at the end of last season and essentially said the day after the season that Carson Wentz was gone and he's pretty much come out this week and said, we, we, need, we need to be winning the Super Bowl. It's not about going to the playoffs. We need to be going and winning the Super Bowl and he says we've got a team capable of doing that and just to me, it just puts more pressure on the GM. You know, we had Chris Ballard on, it was a great interview with the head coach, I feel is probably slightly under pressure this year because of the way things ended last year. And he's already coming out making these brash statements. And he says he does a romantic side to it because he feels Matt Ryan is due a redemption story because of what happened to him with the Falcons that year, unfortunately, when they, when they self-destructed that 28-3 up in the Super Bowl. 
if you're, I'd be more inclined to think the redemption story might come with Julio getting his ring via Tom Brady in Tampa as opposed to the books. Sorry, as opposed to the Colts from the Super Bowl. But um, he's put a lot of targets, I think, on people's backs very early on before the season even starts. And that to me just some in the, under more pressure for a team that probably knows they should be realistically challenging for a deep playoff run. Colin, we'll talk about this more in our preview for the AFC South. I think that might be one of the first ones going out. The AFC East one's definitely going out first. <laughs> and then the AFC North. Uh, I don't really care the fact that they've been pre-recorded, but it, it is what it is. Uh, I think bringing in Matt Ryan's a, a masterstroke column, and I don't want to give away my picks. Um, I think RSA is right to come out and put people under pressure. Like What happened last year was unacceptable, especially towards the end of the season. And when you've got talent like Jonathan Taylor at running back, you need to be able to find a way to reach that next level and get over the line. And the fact that they were one, away, one win away from going to the playoffs and they didn't make it, and in the sense of how they didn't make it in the situation that was there in Jacksonville is unacceptable. So I completely agree with what he said. Do, do you agree with that? Um, I, like I, we've talked about the the playing video, and I, I understand the frustration. Look, the Colts haven't won the division since 2014. This is a team who you know had Peyton Manning and you know were always contenders and then they drafted Andrew Luck and the the expectation was that Andrew Luck was going to provide them with another probably 15 years of being contenders well that didn't um, work out so I think some of what he's saying is is frustration but I, I think it's about finding the the balance right and um you you want an owner who is involved and who cares about the team and and probably who um you know motivates others to to go on to continued success but you don't want an owner who's so involved that they're getting in people's way um so you want an owner who's going to put good people in charge and just kind of let them get on with it i, I do think there are good people in charge in Indianapolis. I don't think they've been at all helped by a QB situation, which wasn't the fault of any of the people there uh, who are there right now. It wasn't really anyone's fault. It, you know, if you ultimately listen to the, the Luck podcast, it was just, a, you know, um, a perfect storm of circumstances in terms of how Andrew Luck played and the, the way in which they probably didn't go about protecting him in the right way. So I I get the frustration on his part. I just think he needs to be careful in terms of um, demanding rather than um, maybe cajoling and, and, and getting people in the right frame. But look, um, this time last year, would any of us have expected the Bengals um, to go to the Super Bowl? You know, Joe Burrow was coming back. We knew he was a super talented QB, but he was coming back off of the um, the injury. Remember, the preseason narrative last year was Jamar Chase and the drops. Like That was all that was talked about on social media last year. So uh, surprises can happen, but um, you you would say certainly looking at the, the Colts' wide receivers, they would need to take an enormous step up in order for them to, to be competitive. But I like the noises that Frank Reich has been making around recognizing that, you know, the Super Bowl winner doesn't tend to have the um, rushing champion. Um, so that's something that, to be aware of. And I think the the Colts should be well-placed to, you know, wrestle the um, AFC South title uh, from the, the Titans' hands. But Mike Vrabel will have a say in that too. Let's uh, 
let's take the last part of the show before we talk about the game next weekend uh, to get some questions in for everyone. Uh, the first one is from Michael saying, is Brian entering the Rosa Trilly? Uh, no, he's not. Not not this year. I think, Brian, you were in 20, 2011, was it? In... Well, you, you put something up. Oh, no, no, that was Dancing with the Stars. Yeah, no, I... No, no, I actually forgot about that. Yeah, Can we see... very quickly get one, one random county who's going to win it? I'm going to say... Antrim. Ross Common. Dublin. Oh, for God's sake, sir. <laughs> Bobby Boucher. I love that movie. I, it's got some quality H2O, sir. God help the people on the podcast here tonight. My question is, if Adams has gone in Green Bay and the wide receiver play is questionable and Rodgers is on... Uh, you know, I, I should have read this. I should have read this question. Uh, Bobby, there will be a competition. If that is your real name... Um, yeah, he actually does have a question, and I think it's very relevant. Curious in the Bucks situation, running back. Brady doesn't worry me. Being out of camp at his age is kind of expected. Lads, do you know what? Um, no. Like, we're a week on here. And I think if we get to mid next week and Tom Brady is not back at training camp, once the media have got over to the whole uh, he who should not be named quarterback situation on the East Coast, etc., 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 focus will turn south to Tampa. Not because of the Glazers selling Man United. Please, Jesus, please do it. Um, it'll turn Colin because of Tom Brady. Yeah, your thoughts on the running back situation as well there and Thomas Joseph Edward Brady. If that's his real um, name. It, it's an unu- look, it's unusual to go um, on holiday. Uh, oh, on holiday, um, Antonio Brown says it's something else. Um, we have no insights into that, but to go on holiday in the middle of training camp is is unusual, right? Not to, um, I, I wouldn't expect Brady to to play in any preseason games, um, but not to be around camp is is unusual. Um, in in terms of the the running back um, situation, I, I I do think that they will want to run the ball more. I think Brady had the most um, passing attempts in um, the regular season last year. I don't think he, they want to be in that situation again. Um, I, I talked about it um, a little bit before. I not Tom Brady is still an elite QB. I think you saw a slight slip last year. I talked about it at the Saints game where the ball wouldn't go exactly where he wanted it to go. So I do. Um, but there's so much talent. Like, think about it. Uh, Godwin, Evans, Gage, Julio. Um, they they bring in Rudolph in order to replace Gronk until Gronk comes back for the playoffs. Um, it, it it is. There, 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 there's undoubtedly strange things happening there. I, I get why uh, Dunica is saying that because, you know, you've had the um, Brady doing the hokey cokey in terms of in, out, in, out. And is he, is he playing only despite Schefter? We don't know. BA goes to the, the G um, the meeting of the, the coaches, but then disappears and, and then steps aside for Todd Bowles. The timing was just a, a little bit weird. I get why he did it, but the timing was kind of strange on that. You would have to say, but you look around the NFC and, you have to say that the, the Bucks are one of the favourites. I wouldn't be concerned about the running game. Um, uh, Leonard Fournette, for me, is still a workhorse. He can still do enough in the league. You've got Giovanni Bernard and one player I would call it, which has gone under the radar. In this uh, camp is Richard White, third-round pick out of Arizona State, really explosive running back. And I think they have high, high expectations for him. There was a lot of talk that he was in the same 
got a ballpark at James Cook who went late second round to the Bills and he's gone to the Bucks. I think they will you'll find that he as the season goes on gets let's get more activity in his in the backfield a lot more. So I think they've actually got a gem there. So I think actually there's a bright spot in this running game that was Fernet is there doing all the 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 hard work and the hard graft we'll see Rashid Rashid White as an explosive running back that can that can only help this team. And let's not forget the brought in players such as Julio, uh, sorry, Colin was touched on like the players they brought in free agency. So I just think we might see a different type of offense this year for the Bucks, but I still think they're, they're for me, they're one of the heavy favorites to be, to be going back to the Super Bowl. We've got time for a couple more questions. First one there from Brandon. Brandon, you've also asked about the pick for the AFC West NFC, so we're not giving you that. It'll come out on YouTube very soon. Thank you very much for the questions. I think, well, NFCs, I was going to say AFCs, Jesus. Um, biggest impact by a free agency sign in this coming season. Very quickly for me, because I know we have a few things to wrap up. Honey Badger. Love it. Bring on, bring bring on that division this season. I just think something's going on with Brady and Tampa Bay, and I just feel like we haven't heard the end of it. Colin, who's your biggest impact by a free agency sign? Um... The uh, it, it's trying to try to look at at, at, the, at this time at this time of year, um, you you're all you're always left a little bit with with egg on your face if you uh, if if you're saying I suppose things uh, around around that. Um, I'd probably um be be a little bit more um forthcoming if it was to be. Uh, around trades, I'm I'm go- I'm going to I'm going to uh, ponder uh, for a moment and pass to Brian to see if he has uh, somebody he'd like to to run with. Mon. Yeah, uh, Juju Schuster for the Chiefs. He was um, way down the pecking order last year in free agency and gone back to stay for a minimum deal. And um, still didn't get the money this year. But um, we've we're seeing a, a Chiefs team that are going to re- reevaluate the offense with Tyree Kilgan. Um, They've brought in Scantling, they brought in Schuster, they've got Sky Moore, obviously we, t- we touched on as well last week, and just the excitement to him, but I think we'll quickly find that Schuster and, and Mahomes build up a nice relationship, and I think for a player who didn't get the big deal last year when he felt he would, I think we'll see he, him having a, a really strong season in Kansas City. Carl, yeah. you got one yet? Yeah, well, I'll, I'll go with it, and it, it is couched with the caveat that I think everything has to be about injuries, but uh, Teron Armistead, the Dolphins bringing him in, the Dolphins were terrible um, on, in terms of protecting Tua last year. If Tua has, is to have any chance in terms of making it in this league, in terms of showing that he is a franchise QB, they needed to protect him. Armistead is fantastic. He, the only the only questions around him are surrounding injury and, and how healthy he can stay. But it is an enormous upgrade to bring him in. And also, given what um, Mike McDaniel will want to do uh, in the run game, he's going to help out both in pass protection, run blocking, an enormous upgrade for Miami. The question from Dean here, lads. We'll get, we'll get, I'm sure we'll get a short enough answer from everyone here. Is is the quarterback the only reason why the Saints are not in for a good run in the playoffs, possible Super Bowl appearance? I, I think Jameis Winston is primed to have an improved year, personally, and I'm looking forward to seeing how he goes. Can he go 30 for 30 again? In all seriousness, I, I like the Saints. I'm concerned a bit about their offensive line. Uh, we had a young man on our show uh, before the draft, and I don't think he's ready to start in the league. For a minimum twelve months, I hope he does well. Though, um, lads, 
any opinions on that? We've got one more. Yeah, but th- thanks very much, Donegal, for watching. And for everyone who's watching, we've got one more from Connor in a second. But um, Jameis Winston, Colin? Um, I, I don't think it's just Jameis. I think the fact that, look, you take Sean Payton out of any um, situation and that's going to impact. And Dennis Allen, will it'll be different, right? We know Dennis Allen is a great defensive mind. But how how is it going to work? Um, yeah, like there was... Uh, a rebound certainly uh, from Jameis last year, they, but they changed the way he played. They, if they're to make a real Super Bowl run, okay, for not just a regular season, they're going to need Jameis to take more chances. And can he take more chances without turning over the ball uh, more? Um, in in terms of petting Michael, I actually think I think he'd be great in the in run blocking. I think it's pass protection that they he needs to to work on. But I, I think you saw in the preseason game in terms of run blocking, he'll he'll be really really good uh, for them. So can they? Yeah, but I think it, it isn't just the Jameis question. For me, it is the losing Sean Payton, bringing in Dennis Allen question also. Saints or Hollywood Brown, which one do you want me to go with? You know what? Go you or Hollywood Brown because we need to... Uh, the Hollywood Brown trade surprised me on the night of the draft um, for numerous reasons. Like you look at the board of savers in which they have. DeAndre Hopkins, I know he's going to miss the four six games of the season there, but it's, at the time we weren't aware of that. Uh, Rondell Moore was the second round pick last year. Had a really, really effective uh, season. He was very strong in terms of explosive plays. And then they've still got AJ Green there. So yeah, I know Christian Cork has moved on to the Jags, but I, I asked myself, where is he going to fit into this offense? Because Hollywood Brown, from looking at his time with the Baltimore, was really explosive over the top to very take the ceiling off the, the second year of defense. So we didn't see a lot of that at times from the cards. It was more tactical at times. We touched on last year that Kingsby seems to be changing the structure of the offense. So I'd be keen to see how he does. But um, will he have enough players to go around for four effective wide receivers? I never thought he was a first round pick in the sense of what they gave away for him. So I think the jury's out on that one. Let's not jump off the cliff. Boom, boom. Didn't. Um, okay, for everyone watching tonight, especially on YouTube, because I know there's a lot of people watching and commenting here for the first time, we're going to be live every Monday, Thursday, and Friday during the season. Times TBC. The links will be on YouTube as premier links or links to, for live streams beforehand. So if you set an alert on, you'll know when we go live. Um, very much appreciate it for everyone commenting tonight, folks. There's literally serious amount of comments so like you know i'm not going to start reading that names but thanks very much if you've listened on the podcast as well thanks a million twitter facebook thanks a million hi girl mia mia margaret um right next saturday we have got the game in dublin and uh, northwestern against nebraska week zero in college football the game is on fox in the united states there is no televised broadcast in ireland or the uk which means that you have to get your backside to the Aviva next Saturday. Um, so the game, Northwestern Nebraska, the Aviva next week, Colin. Um, we have got some news on that, haven't we? Have you anything that you want to tell us? I'm coming. To, I'm going to be down in Dublin from Thursday. Um, looking forward for a good crack on Friday night, Brian. The pressure's new. I've already told my wife's coming down. I've already told her we're going to do something on Friday night. So looking forward to that. But uh, Colin. Um, Let me know how you get on. Yeah. We've got some exciting news, Colin, that we're going to maybe properly share tomorrow, but I guess we can tell everyone watching here live now exclusively what's going to happen. 
we will be live uh, on the the morning of the game from the Aviva Stadium, and look very much looking forward to that. Uh, the opportunity to actually, bro- you know, broadcast all, all together and from the stadium is wonderful opportunity. And thanks to College Football Ireland, it will it should be something to look forward to. I don't think we will uh, announce the guest list just yet, um, but we have um, some really interesting guests going to be joining us live on the day. Yeah, our first, I believe it's our first live show actually in Ireland. I know we've done quite a few, you know, at this stage in the UK, predominantly in the UK at the games last year and obviously in the States at the Super Bowl. So it's nice to do something on there. On our side of the world, and um, I know we and we recorded in the Aviva last year, but that was a pre-recorded as part of the week one build up to the new season. So we're not fired off the new season. It whets the appetite, as we said last week, the fact that this game is on because it's not on television. So you, you're right, Michael. You know you want to get your fix of American football for the new season. You got to get yourself down to the Aviva, and it should be a, a cracking game. And we're 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 delighted that we've been given this opportunity next Saturday to put a good show together and get some great guests and get down there early and sample the atmosphere of the, of the game, which should be a really enticing game for everybody who's looking forward to the new season. Yeah, there is rallies happening on Friday. Uh, there'll be more information on the College Football Ireland website, collegefootballireland.ie. Rallies happening on the Friday. Tailgates around Temple Bar area. I'm Look, I'm not a dub. Brian will tell you the crack on Twitter if, if you need to if you need to know that, the different bars and stuff. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Our show is going out at 10 a.m. on the Saturday morning. And that's live from the Aviva Stadium. And yeah, so it's it's one of those things. Really, really excited. I mean, to, to go live from the Aviva is a privilege. Um, and just to, to, to do that means an awful lot. So a big thanks to the team at College Football Ireland. They've done, you know, they've they're so busy at the minute doing so many different things. So to prioritize us to do this means an awful lot. As far as we know, it's like um one of the only broadcasts, especially on this side of the water, to do something like this. So it's it's an honor and a privilege. Looking forward to the game. Game kicks off 5.30 p.m. If you have not got tickets yet, as Brian said, if you, you're not going to watch it on TV, so go online, collegefootballireland.com or ticketmaster.ie slash touchdowndublin. There are still some tickets left. Check it out. Uh, we'll be down there. Colm, as I said last week, is signing autographs. And you'd be more than welcome to go down and have a bit of crack. Looking forward to it. Nebraska Open 13-point favourites, but many people, many analysts that I've been chatting to reckon genuinely that Northwestern could take them close. And as in, in that sense, they're not going to cover the 13-point spread, which means it could be a quite a close game if we're lucky. And it's the one game at that time in college football on week zero in the world that everyone is going to be watching in the States. It's a big day. So we'll see you down there next Saturday. And uh, yeah, it, it means... Uh, an awful lot. Colin, we have one more question if we read that or what's, what's the question? Yeah, I just saw an interesting question in from Sam last the best secondary in the, the league oh. and the best WR room, which I thought was an interesting one. I'm going to say if Tredavious White is healthy, I think the Bills have the best secondary, um, which is quite a statement. And in terms of the best wide receiver group, I'm going to say the Bengals. Jeez, you cut me on the hop there. I'm, uh, I'm going to do, do a column to the last time. I'm going to pass that one over to you, Michael. We're stoned. Bills. For wide receivers. I talked to Packers. No, we not just talk about that. No, <laughs> secondary. <laughs> Packers have an amazing secondary. Yeah. Wide receiver. Best wide receiver room. 
Tough. Lot to lot to like about the Bucks. Lot to like about the Eagles as well, Ryan. I don't see anything here, sir. <laughs> Michael's struggling there. I, th- I, I, I think, I, I think, think if you ask me, I think if you ask me in six weeks, I'll hear the Chiefs. Genuinely. Could be. And the receiver situation. And the wide receiver or. Second. Yeah, I think I think they've got guys that are going to. I think is it McCall Harmon's injured yesterday? What rain checking out next week? Um, I, I give you my wide receiver. I give you my wide receiver, and people would be surprised at this because I was going to give them a bit of chip, but uh, I would say to, to a certain extent the Bengals because if you look at the numbers over the past few years: Jamar Chase fourteen hundred yards last year, Tyler Boyd, sorry Higgins had eleven hundred yards, and Tyler Boyd has had three thousand seven hundred yards over the course of three seasons. So numbers wise. They'd stand up with the best of them, and obviously mm-hmm. they'd just be at the Super Bowl. Um, but again, that doesn't mean they'll be, they'll be coming back to the Super Bowl. Indeed. Uh, look, lads, that's us for this week. Uh, we're not on this Sunday, from my understanding, are we? No, we're not on this Sunday. However, oh, uh, over the next week, we will start to have previews popping up on YouTube. They're only going to be on YouTube and podcast to start off with so the only way you can watch or listen to it is on those platforms they're pre-recorded so they're not live so you can just watch them whenever you want and um they're really really in depth we're up to 45 minutes long for each division so you'll get your fill we're not going in and talking about the afc in one show we're going to go through every team in the nfl properly and really go through it and if you're listening on the podcast folks please like the podcast uh, subscribe if you can leave a review or a comment it would really mean a lot to us youtube I mean, I think we can all see the, the growth on YouTube in, in two weeks here, for, not just for us lads here, but for everyone that's uh, went in this evening. I want to thank everyone that's commented tonight. If you are visiting this page for the first time, please do like, share, subscribe, comment. means an awful lot. Uh, no show this Sunday, but we have a show going out tomorrow, even like a pre-recorded show, Michael versus Colin and Madden. We might put that out on Twitter on Sunday as well to bridge the gap, but... Uh, looking forward to it and just to end the show i've got two things to say tip the bangles is very happy with that bangles comment he just tweeted us um and my wife is going to kill me if i don't say this so i'm going to um our little pup died this evening rocky so this episode is dedicated to him i haven't told oh, any no. of these lads this. he was oh. run over by a postman so is this a gag no it's not no you've been a postman that's awful news. it's that's awful news so it's dedicated to him. It's grand. It, these things happen. It's 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 okay. Football's back in three weeks, and uh, really appreciate everyone's comments. I don't want to leave us in the bad note. Look here, are we going to watch the? Who's playing tonight? The Bears. Bears and who? Bears and Seahawks. One a.m. Uh, are we all going to watch it tonight? Absolutely. Justin Fields and I was excited. Smith, Smith. I mean, I was buzzing for Drew Locke, and then he went and got himself COVID. Not for the first time, he's got himself COVID. You know, this time around, he doesn't have to play by the rules. Yeah, like you did last time. Oh, wait. Okay. On that <laughs> note, Gourmet Mogget, uh, see you lads next Saturday in the Aviv. We're back next Thursday night, apparently. I'll be in Dublin. We could do it in person. Yeah. You have to figure out a plan, Michael. Yeah. Maybe, maybe. I think we should. No, do you know what? We're doing this in person next week because we've got the mics. We can do it. Right. See you next week. Good luck. <laughs>